Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. And welcome to another exciting episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm Tim Grady, and I'm here with my co-host, Lou Weiss, and we are going to be talking with Norbert Orr, who is the Director of Industry Surveys for Strategus Research Partners, also uh, sorry, Strategus Securities, LLC. And I think, Lou, that the numbers are going to, as we looked at this report, and, and a great scattergram, by the way, that's in this report, if you're a manufacturer and you participate, you get it. The flock of geese were heading in the right direction in June. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's all true. Uh, but I, I think that uh, in the midst of good numbers, there's maybe more bad numbers. Not necessarily in this particular report, but we do read and uh, talk about other reports. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure that uh, Mr. Norbert Orr is going to make us feel a whole lot better, so why don't we bring him <laughs> on in and uh, see what he can do. Let me go get my Valium first, and, uh, and okay, I'm ready to go. I took the five milligram. Mr. Norbert Orr, how are you? Fine, thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be with you, you once very, again. Thank you I'll, much. You sound up and happy today. Well, I'd uh, like to first point out uh, for our listeners that uh, the survey work that I do is based on uh, a diffusion index uh, or a change index. And so uh, we saw a a distinct change this past month and growth in the index and so on, but it's it's, what it's telling us is that it's changing and it's moving and it's moving in the right direction. What it's not doing is giving us a, a, a answer as to how much volume is there. So that, uh, you know, if, if a business has lost 35% of their sales and uh, then they come back and uh, and, and add uh, 5, 5% back, from a change standpoint, that's very positive. From a volume standpoint, it's still way short of where they would like to be. So uh, keep that in mind as we talk about these numbers uh, they can sound a whole lot better than they are, but one thing's for sure, I've never seen us have a good economy with bad change numbers, so uh, it's <laughs> important we keep that uh, we keep that in mind. Well, that's a good point uh, to clarify for our listeners. Uh, so, uh, Jim? So, what do the numbers look like? Uh, and I just have to remind our our manufacturing listeners that you can actually participate in the survey and get two reports for asking, sorry, answering two very simple questions, which help Norbert Orr and company assemble this. So Norbert, uh, uh, what's happening with the flock of geese? Well, uh, let's, let's first talk about manufacturing. Uh, and I know you do a program on that and so on, but, uh, uh, I've had a little more time to think about it than uh, uh, the, uh, than Tony or Tim uh, in doing the, the ISM reports. Uh, from a manufacturing standpoint, uh, uh, the new orders index this month was just fantastic. Uh, 
uh, up 24.6 points. I'm not sure I've ever seen it any any bigger than that. Uh, but it was coming off of a base of 31.8 uh, uh, in, in terms of new orders. So uh, very strong. And, and new orders is a leading indicator, so uh, that, that works well. And just to remind our listeners, Norbert Orr used to be the committee chair for the ISM manufacturing report on business, so he's got great historical perspective here for uh, the U.S. And Norbert, you also follow the reports now for uh, some of the uh, economies around the world. So uh, we're always curious what part of the world is doing well and what part is not. Uh, Why don't we start in Asia? Okay, very good. Uh, The Asian uh, economies uh, have been struggling and probably will continue to struggle uh, for some time to come. Uh, The uh, big loser in Asia right now seems to be Singapore. Uh, They had a, a couple of really bad months. And I, I think the reason for it is they did uh, a, an extreme lockdown with regard to the virus. And so they just shut the country down completely for two months, uh, uh, whereas others, ourselves included, shut down parts of the economy but not all of the economy uh, from that. Uh, but the the only... Uh, Two country or two indexes that were positive in Asia were the two China surveys, and one of uh, the CFLP was at 50.9, and the Kaishin at 51.2. Now that's not much in terms of change over on a monthly basis. It's better than not having it, but uh, it's certainly not uh, extraordinary. Uh, South Korea was down at 43.4. Japan at 40.1. So, uh, and uh, frankly, South Korea and Japan are having many of the same problems as as we have with China, and so uh, they're they're going to be and of course Taiwan's in that group too. Uh, so, uh, they're they're going to be taking a hard stance with China along with the U.S. in terms of. Uh, uh, tariffs, et cetera, in terms of the trade agreement and honoring the trade agreement. Uh, so, uh, not a lot encouraging coming out of uh, coming out of Asia right now. Taiwan, in particular, is a semiconductor industry uh, driven the economy, and uh, uh, it's better than most, but still not there. Yeah, clearly. Uh Asia's going to be going to struggle for a while, but I'm curious. You mentioned that uh, some of the Asian countries have problems similar with Japan, with China, than as we do. Uh, what, what did you mean, Robert? Uh Well, uh, we've got a trade deal in, in place supposedly with China, and uh, it, it looks to me that with sanctions and everything else. Uh, we're going to have a hard time maintaining a, a trade deal. May have to go off uh, uh, on our uh, own separate agreement. Uh, nothing long term uh, in order to keep China in uh, line 
and for us to be able to extricate ourselves from the uh, uh, trade arrangements with China. Uh, China has proven with what we've seen in Hong Kong that uh, they're uh, more of an outlaw state. Uh, and uh, re- regrettably, uh, it's hard to do business uh, for U.S. companies to to do to to do business with uh, someone like China who doesn't honor their agreements. And we knew that was the case, and and they've reinforced it recently with their actions in uh, a number of ways. So. Uh, We've got to reconfigure supply chains. There's other countries in Asia that can take on some of that business. There's a lot of American companies that uh, right now could use this shot in the arm from additional business moving back. Well, you're right there. That's for sure. Um, Beyond Asia, I know one of the areas, Lou, that you're always interested in is, is South America, particularly Brazil and Brazil has taken a real hit because I don't think they shut their company their country down. Did they, Norbert? They they did not. Uh, they, now they've they've done some forms of it, uh, but not anything uh, uh, that we can look at and, and say you know it really did it. And and the uh, the Brazilian psyche is uh, such that. Uh, uh, they they like to, to uh, value their own individuality and so on. So it's d- difficult to get compliance. Uh, just because you put something in place in Brazil doesn't mean you're going to get compliance with it. Well, and they're also an epicenter for uh, the coronavirus. Right. As as it, as it is now, so they can take their pride and stick it where the sun don't shine. <laughs> the bottom line is, the bottom line is that they're hurting, hurting bad. Uh, the the your your number of fifty one point six uh, is low, but it's also not as you stated earlier in this conversation. That fifty one six doesn't mean that they're fifty one six over what thirty five. Uh, well, no, it was it was over thirty eight point three, which uh, the month before, and then thirty six the month before that. So, it, it's easier right. to get a high number uh, once right. you have a couple of bad bad, bad months. Uh, your base uh, is uh, is much easier to attain and beat through that. So you're right, Lou. There, there's not a uh, uh, there, there's no remarkable story of growth or recovery that's going to come out of Brazil anytime soon. No, absolutely not. You know, one of the things, and, and I'm, I'm going to kind of go off the track here a little bit, uh, and we'll, we'll come back onto your track. Uh, earlier I, I read you an email from a, 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 a metal sales rep that works for All Metals and Forge Group, who's uh, bitterly complaining and probably standing on the ledge of a, a wind, uh, window in a high-rise building, uh, that he's in Texas and uh, everything is bad, everyone's going out of business, everything is uh, looking terrible, no one's making decisions, and so on and so forth. And what I came up with, uh, uh, along with Tim, for All Metals and Forge Group, is that you know, part of the part of curing, or or maybe part of curing, 
all of this uh, down downtime and, uh, and, and lack of business is that you have to broaden your market. So broadening broadening your market, how do you all of a sudden find more customers? Well, you got to either you have to add new products to your line, or you have to go into markets that you haven't been there before, or perhaps you should look into the export markets. And uh, that's where I'm leading up to that, yeah, you, matter of fact, uh, we, we have a bit of a, a surprise. We're going to uh, more than likely have XM Bank uh, on, our, on our show in the next uh, couple of weeks uh, talking about how to get new business and more business in the, through the export markets. And this is something that I feel is a partial solution to coming back to life but not when you look at all these very bad, weak numbers. Even though Europe seems to be, uh, Italy's getting better, Germany's getting better, uh, uh, France is getting better, England is not getting better. Um, so this is uh, something that I think the listeners should uh, internalize, that you need business, you need more business, you need more customers, you have to look into new markets. And that could either be products or export or what have you. So I I just wanted to get that little bit of sense into the the conversation. Yeah, I I think uh, you you make a great point. And obviously looking offshore or other economies and so on, looking to pick up uh, would be a source of that. You know, uh, my my advice would be to, to look within the supply chain. That uh, right. you you have uh, companies that you say are going out of business, they're not doing well, whatever. Uh, this is the time to look to to say, okay, can we bring in uh, a piece of work that we maybe wouldn't have done wouldn't wouldn't have done uh, b- previously, but now does it make sense for us to integrate that into our operations, pull Absolutely. it back in uh, from that, and uh, take care of those closest to home first. Uh, yeah. From that, uh, and a- as you said, Europe, uh, the eurozone is at like 47.4 this month, uh, but Germany is still only at 45.2. So Germany is struggling, uh, st- at least statistically, uh, st- struggling much worse than uh, uh, the rest of the eurozone countries. Uh, so uh, the, uh, they've got to see, and of course they're auto-driven, so. Uh, that's that's a, a, a slow turnaround uh, from where we are right now. Well, I do want to correct something that I said. When I mentioned that those countries are getting better, I wasn't referring to their economies and manufacturing. I was referring to uh, the COVID virus. Uh, but we're all being hit by a virus, economy, and so on and so forth. But uh, COVID-wise, they've gotten better. But you're right. They are in the same kind of duck soup that we are in. And in the interest of full disclosure, Lou, I would add that, uh, for instance, the Eurozone is at 47.4. That's up from 39.4, which means the rate of decline has slowed. It doesn't mean that we see growth at that level. It just means the rate of decline is slowing, which is the first thing that has to happen before you get into a growth cycle. You have to stop the decline, obviously. Right, right. 
So what do you see coming on the horizon that's going to make a difference? Uh, that's a tough well, question. You know, I'm sorry. I didn't <laughs> <ask you. laughs> the, the, the debate, the debate in, in our shop has been, and uh, you know, we're economic research people. Uh, the debate in our shop has been from day one, uh, is this going to be a V recovery or a uh, more like a, a, a square root symbol, uh, or is it going to be more of a U? Uh, and for God's sake, let's hope it's not a W. Uh, <laughs> or a plateau. Uh, right now, uh, the, the quick bounce that we got uh, this this month uh, shows up as a, a, a V recovery that's happened very quickly in terms of tur- at least turning it around to where things are starting to grow. So with new orders where they are, production where it is, and so on, uh, we can look at it and say it is turning around. How fast is it going to take us? You know, uh, if we use 2008 and 2009 as an example, uh, it's probably uh, to recover the levels uh, anywhere close to where we were. It's probably going to take a year to two years, uh, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll we'll get the help from uh, housing and the automobile industry that will help drive that make it closer to a year than two years. Well, therein lies part of the most serious part of what we're all going through, and that is that um, we are losing businesses. Uh, We are not – the demand is not strong, and uh, the the issues that companies are facing – uh, which are, I think it's 85% of the companies in the United States are all small businesses. These small businesses don't have the cash flow to float their companies for two or three or five or a year or 18 months. That's why they're going to go out of business. They don't have the cash flow. You know, it's like being, I forgot what percentage it is, that uh, some large percentage of the American public does not have more than a week's pay in their checking account. And that's a very scary uh, uh, set of circumstances. Well, we we have seen it before. It's never uh, easy to go through it, and there are those who are going to survive. You know, (laughs) the only thing I can say is... uh, uh, being in manufacturing right now is certainly comparable or preferable to being in the restaurant business. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> Why are restaurants closed? Unless you can, unless you can come up with a lunch wagon theme for uh, for the manufacturing side, uh, Lou, uh, it's going to take a while to get there. Uh, well, you, you got me on that one. <laughs> You know, it, it is what it is, and, and again, I think uh, uh, you, you have to uh, look for uh, what, what are what are the opportunities that we might be able to do something we haven't been doing before. Uh, how can we uh, uh, 
take some business away from uh, a, a long-term competitor that maybe is weakened, those, those types of things that uh, right. uh, that I think you have to consider. None of them are pleasurable, uh, but at the end of the day, uh, you, you have to figure out how you can be a survivor in this environment, and it's going to it's going to take a while. And there's nothing we could have done. I mean, there's, there's no forecast. Uh, you don't forecast something that happens every 100 years. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. You know, uh, uh, so we we just have to to hang in there with it and and, and look for the. You know, I always tell people. Uh, there's winners and losers in every economic scenario, and sometimes it's it's harder to figure out who the winners and losers are. But in most cases, you can ultimately figure out where, where are the winners and losers, where are the right investments, and and so on. Uh, that's a that's a true statement. That's a true statement. So let me uh, let me ask you a question. You also uh, have some special reporting on some of the uh, manufacturing states in the United States. Do you have any of those uh, available to talk about? I do. I do. Uh, There's uh, a a couple of things we can talk about in that regard. Uh, There's uh, uh, one of the surveys that I really like uh, is Milwaukee because it's a good measure of what's happening with durable goods. You know, manufacturing is divided uh, pretty almost equally between durable goods, which is big iron types of things and uh, fabricated items, et cetera, your type of business. And then there's non-durable goods. And uh, uh, the, the most non-durable good I can think of is toilet paper. Uh, because we have shown uh, how how needy we can be during this uh, downturn. Uh, you know, the tissue mills pretty much run full out all the time. Uh, and so uh, with people stocking up uh, on the 36-count uh, roll uh, with uh, the, the threat of not being able to get the product, uh, that business industry has done well through all of this. Uh, so the, the the names that we know and, and love in that business are, are doing well. Uh, but Milwaukee, uh, back to Milwaukee, uh, is uh, the, really the, the center of a lot of the durable goods manufacturing. You've got uh, numerous companies that are headquartered or have plants uh, or, and several plants in the Milwaukee region from that. Milwaukee came in at 43.5 this month, uh, which was uh, up from, four, or, or, or down actually from 43.7, which was up from 35. Uh, so Milwaukee is struggling, uh, as we would expect. So the, the, the strength in manufacturing is more in non-durable goods than it is in, in durable goods uh, from that. One of the things Milwaukee does that I really like is they break out employment from uh, in the blue-collar and white-collar. Uh, and sadly, when you look at that, uh, they're down in the low 30s. Uh, in both categories, 
so uh, the, what we would look for, though, is uh, the blue collar. Usually employment's lagging, but in terms of looking at what the economy is doing, uh, the blue collar uh, index will come back sooner because uh, if people start to ramp up production, they, they start hiring, and they hire blue-collar people before they hire white-collar people. Right, another right. One, another uh, one or two worth talking about, uh, one is uh, the uh, Philadelphia survey, and uh, it came in positive this month. Uh the uh and you'd probably argue with some of that because a lot of that's up in your area. Uh right. New York survey was at a fifty uh even, so no change from the month before. Not a big difference there. Uh I also like to look at uh the Dallas survey, you mentioned the sales in the uh Dallas area and so on. Uh that was very soft, but Dallas is getting a double whammy between the uh, pandemic and uh, the petroleum industry or energy right. industry of what's happening there. And then lastly, uh, like to look at Western Washington, and Western Washington uh, came back at 50.1. Uh, actually, with all the problems that Boeing's going through, uh, et cetera, and, and uh, as they are a big piece of what goes on in Western Washington. That's really not a bad report. Uh, so, you know, I, I think we're, we're in terms of change, we're seeing the change accumulating in the right direction. I like Tim's flock of geese. Uh, you, you know, most of the flock is heading uh, north right now. Uh, so, uh, that, you know, that, that's a positive uh, but it's going to take a while. Uh, there's no doubt. I think we're in, in for uh, a growing second half. It's just a matter of how much and which industries. Uh, not to talk politics, but I, I have to ask the question. Do you feel as though that the the results of uh, the November election is going to have any kind of major effect on these numbers uh, in either case if we use 2016 uh, as a um, uh, baseline uh, for what happened we had 16 months in a row above 60 right. in the PMI so uh, 2016 certainly would uh, would, would when uh, the current administration came into office, certainly made effect. I would look for uh, if if we uh, maintain the current administration, which uh, I would term to be more much more business friendly, uh, then uh, I would expect to get a bounce from it. If we start talking about uh, some of the long-term investments that have, uh, uh, you know, the uh, uh, the, the 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 Green New Deal is not going to put a lot of meals on a table for uh, blue collar working class uh, people. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. So it's just uh, 
kind of a wait and see. Hey, Tim? Yeah, I think it is, Norbert. And uh, as we're kind of running out the clock here, can you give us a quick summary of perhaps what it might look like next month, although with the current I'm shutting down, I'm not shutting down, I'm opening up, I'm not opening up, it's really tough to tell on this one. Uh, for sure. Uh, at the uh, same time, uh, you know, I look at it from a standpoint of what's repeatable. We had uh, very strong new orders, uh, both uh, domestically and globally this month that helped drive things. Uh, we, we can't get that kind of uh, change month over month, uh, you know, so we're going to see that uh, fall down. At the same time, we ought to start to see employment pick up, and uh, that should help us. Uh, we ought to see inventories uh, stay uh, pretty well balanced. Uh, so I would look for more of a flattening from this uh, in manufacturing, the 52.6 that we see. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see another 52.6 or something in that range, uh, indicating, uh, you know, maybe there's 5 to 10% month-over-month improvement. Uh but still a long way to go. Yeah, I would agree. I'll take, I would agree. I'll take 52.6. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right, we all will. We'll, we'll put in an order for that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, for our listeners, Robert, thank you for joining us and sharing your global insight report from all the surveys that you do. Always pleasure to be with you. Thanks. Thank you, Norbert, and uh, stay healthy. Okay. Take care. Bye. And we were speaking with Norbert Orr, who is the Director of Industry Surveys for Strategus Research Partners, also Strategus Securities, LLC. Um, and he always provides us with a great report with manufacturers can participate in if you're interested in that. You know, send us an email at info at mftalkradio.com and We'll get you connected with Norbert so that you can contribute to that report. And if you are interested in the other manufacturing podcasts that are out there in the universe, uh, Jacket Media Company produces many of them, and you are going to find them at jacketmediaco.com, where you'll find this podcast, Manufacturing Talk Radio, along with the WAM podcast for women in manufacturing, Where's Willie with William Miller traveling the country talking to production managers and manufacturers on their production floors? A manufacturing manager, Cliff Waldman, where he talks about the economy and gets some great guests on. Recently, we had Chad Moutre on from the National Association of Manufacturers. And we have Hazard Girls about women in unusual roles in industry and full time with Amy Nicholas, which is about the a life balance of between work and family. So please feel free to go to jacketmediaco.com and listen to any of our shows. And thank you again for listening to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mfgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.